Hi guys, welcome to yet another show of Evolve with Titans. Today I'm super happy that I'm sitting with the legendary G Vengetram. So many people know about him. He's super popular in South India. He shot almost all the South Indian film stars. So many stars have had their launch photo shoot with this amazing, amazing photography. We touch upon the changes not only in the technology but also in terms of social media and uh, how he handles a shoot, how he prepares himself for a shoot and so many other things which will be really, really useful. Thank you so much for being here and let's get into this. Thank you so much Venkat, it's uh, really an honor and uh, I'm, I'm super humbled that you're in our studio today and uh, um, you know, I, I, I got into photography seeing your pictures. Oh, right? okay. And, uh, um, That's news. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, uh, you know, you're the one of the prominent people, mm. especially in South India. Mm. So many people know you, mm. and uh, your pictures have been always amazing. And when I was getting into photography, studying photography, you're one of the biggest inspirations for me. Thank uh, you. Not only that, I take lots and lots of inspiration mm. from your life, from your work, from your uh, sustaining this mm. photography mm. for a very long time. Um, and whenever I meet you uh, in parties and Places, okay. right? I, I, I just <laughs> adore you, man. Uh, thank uh, you. So thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Um, mm. um, so I want uh, to quickly hear from you, how mm. did you get into photography? Like when was the start? How did it all start? Well, uh, photography wasn't something that I wanted to do actually. Uh, we are all the late 80s, run of the mill where everybody studied to become an engineer or a doctor or a or uh, do BCom or whatever, uh, and accounting and stuff like that. So once I got into engineering, I did my science and I got into engineering, then that's when I started to think, uh, what am I doing here and is it going to be... But what, what used to happen is I used to take pictures in a Minolta viewfinder camera, my dad's camera, regularly, you know, like, like weddings or, or birthdays in the family or generally portraits. I mean, it was not like a, it was not even a serious hobby. I was just intrigued about photography. So I used to shoot some pictures and my dad used to teach me very basic stuff like what is the shutter speed and what is an aperture and depth of field and things, very, very basic stuff. Then I took on and I used to shoot when I was in the 8th, ninth standard, 10th standard, very few pictures here and there. But it was never at any point of time uh, an idea that I need to become a professional photographer or anything of that sort. But when I was doing my engineering, suddenly I felt going through the subjects like thermodynamics and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, engineering drawing and things like that, applied mechanics. Uh, suddenly realized, is it what I want to do, you know, that kind of stuff. Somewhere there's some creativity in you and then there is this, you want to do some kind of science because you need to go ahead with life. Then that's when, but the thing was I was in a college, it was a private engineering college. You didn't have private engineering college at that point of time, 86, 87. So I happened to do my thing in Maharashtra, in a place called Osmanabad, close to Sholapur. Basically it was all sugarcane fields and that college was run by one of those trusts, sugarcane. So the thing is, uh, the, 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 the dormitory or the, or the hostel and the college was close to a sugar factory and obviously there's a lot of sugarcane cultivation around. So it was a beautiful place. I mean, so I, I love running. So I used to run, we used to run into these fields and stuff. Suddenly I started enjoying the beauty of the place all around me. 
Then I started taking some pictures. Then what happened was, and there used to be a, 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 a narrow gauge, um, uh, it's not even a meter, it's a narrow gauge train which connected Latur. I don't know whether you know, Latur is the place where that earthquake happened. It's, it's okay. in the border of Maharashtra and Andhra Pradesh and that used to connect to Pune. And that train track used to run very close to my hostel. And, it's, and you can run with the train, it's like a toy train. It's a very cute looking train and you can literally run. I don't think it goes more than 30 kilometers per hour or whatever. So, and, it, and there used to be a road crossing, railway crossing close by and you, you hear the bells and, and, and during monsoons it used to be so beautiful the place. I mean, light drizzle and the distance of the train passing and the sugar cane fields and mornings when I jog because I'm, an, I'm basically an early morning person. So when I used to get up and I'd find it so beautiful. And then I just used to think, I mean, and inspirations for me were of course, uh, Mr. Balamahendra and, and uh, PC Sriram sir and so all of them, I, because we've been watching uh, movies around that time and things like that. So it was all just behind. And then when I saw this, and then I saw the subject and what I was doing and I was, uh, I was not good in it, obviously. It was not exciting me at all, except for engineering drawing. Because engineering drawing was all about creativity and how you look at different products and different angles and how you were able to, you know, it was very interesting. And that was the only subject I, I got a centum almost. I mean, I, I used to score 99% in that. And I used to teach the rest of my uh, uh, roommates and college mates engineering drawing. Otherwise, I need to go to them to study about Tanada and Kinks or Applied Mechanics and things like that. So, that was the scenario where, and then suddenly after a year, I decided, okay, I don't think this, this is not what I want to do. And these visuals around me were taking me to a different level. And I said, okay, I want to get into photography. Then, it was not photography, but cinematography, actually. That's what I wanted to do. And then after one and a half years, I just quit engineering in spite of all the opposition. I came back to Chennai to try joining the Film Institute or, or, or work with some cinematographer. So that is how the whole thing triggered off. Wow. So quitting is something that, uh, that is very recent to mm. our thing, mm. right? Like to mm. our uh, mm. area, to our geography, to mm. our culture and all mm. that. Mm. In 86 and 87, mm. if you mm. come back and, and tell your parents <laughs> I'm going to quit, mm. uh, the reaction would mm. have been very different, right? Yeah, it was because <laughs> obviously, because see, at that point of time, there's nothing, I mean, nobody, <clears throat> Nobody was thinking about a creative future uh, in, in creative fields, unless it's films. Otherwise, there's, there's no scope for uh, any other, you know, especially photography. Because otherwise, you had your regular studios and wedding photography, which was not like a major thing those days, except for companies like GK Whale and mm -hmm. Pearl and a couple of companies there. But otherwise, it wasn't a, something lucrative where youngsters would love to go do it. Yeah. So. In that scenario, getting into, I mean, uh, cinematography, I mean, photography was was difficult. When I told them, look, I need to get in, I mean, there was a position because how can you quit something like that and run, why don't you complete it? I said, if I'm going to complete four years of it and then I'm, uh, it's not about completing, I'm not interested in it. But looking back, you think you've done, you've taken a great decision, but at that point of time, in that position, it was difficult. You rather sit there and do the muck, I mean, go through it in spite of you not liking it. Uh, but I don't know, I somehow felt whatever the position at home or elsewhere, I thought I should quit and see what I have to do. So you quit and come back and then what happens in Chennai? Then I come back and I work with, uh, 
I wanted to join the Film Institute, but there were only 10 seats and stuff, and very difficult to get in. Then I was working with a couple of cinematographers at that point of time, not very well-known people, because I had no connect with film industry. So I used to just, even, even if someone is lighting up something, I just used to go stand there and keep looking at it and stuff. But luckily, I, I got some access, and I used to go for shoots those days. Um, wherever possible and just stand there and just watch what was happening and things like that. So that's when Loyola started Viscom. When I was thinking what other course should I do and the only course which came up at that point which was which was related to what I wanted to do was the first visual communication course came up in 1989 at Loyola. So then I thought, okay, there's something that I wanted to do and then I, I, I applied and I I wrote an entrance exam for it and then got through it. Wow. <laughs> so um, you're in the first batch of yeah, visual communication. Yeah, first Loyola. batch of Loyola. First visual communication batch in whole of India. So uh, oh. yeah, that was the first uh, wow. BSc degree course which was Obviously. started in, in, yeah. And you know it's a hot kick, no? Like it sells like, it sells more <laughs> right, than Right now it's, it's the most sought after, sort of yeah, after yeah, uh, yeah. thing, but yeah. <coughs> so, um, so it's almost like you start in 1999 or? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, 1999, yeah, around that time, around yeah, that. yeah. So um, you're one of the very people, because so many people would have also started, like even from mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. class, yeah. so many people would have started, right? Yeah. And you're one of the person who sustained it for so many years, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. almost 25, 30 years, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I think what is that thing that has sustained you for so many years? What is that secret? Nothing called secret. I really don't know. I'm, I'm not able to pinpoint one particular reason as such. But the thing is, uh, what happens is, as you keep shooting, see, uh, right now it's more than about 25 years, uh, things keep changing every now and then. And, you know, by the time you know there's something, it just changes, especially in creative field, it changes like that. But even by the time you know what's going to happen. But the thing is, uh, one thing is because you're passionate about what you want to do, you're enjoying what you want to do, so that keeps you going, number one. Number two is, uh, I've seen people uh, saying, okay, look, uh, what am I doing today? Well, I'm doing, a, yeah, I'm just shooting today. What are you doing? Yeah, some tabletops, you know, some, see. So what happens is everybody, all of us, any creative person, whether being a painter for a, we don't do exciting work every day. I mean, so-called exciting work for other people <coughs> to look at it. Hey, whom are you shooting? Oh, I'm shooting with with Dhoni today. Uh, you know, it's it's not like you're going to sh do that every day. You have your ups and downs, or you you. It's not that you shoot with great personalities all the time. Well, you shoot with ordinary people also. We shoot with regular people sometimes. You shoot regular products sometimes. Sometimes you shoot very. So so what happens is this this thing called I'm just doing a shoot. Uh, is a very negative way of taking your work. Uh, when I used to shoot, I mean even today, whether you're doing a portfolio for a new person getting into the field of modeling or advertising or films, or it could be a product shoot or it could be any shoot or, or an interior shoot or food shoot, I don't look at it like, you know, oh, it's just another shoot. No, for me, that shoot is the most important thing in my life as far as I'm concerned. And the more mundane it is to people, that is what excites me because it's my challenge for the day to turn it the most exciting thing I've ever done in my life. So 
that it's difficult to keep doing but i kept doing that i will never take it as a thing that you know it's an ordinary shoot it's never an ordinary shoot nothing is an ordinary shoot you need to make sure that's the most in interesting the most important part of your life that particular day to 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 see something or or discover something very different in that shoot and then and then you showcase it to people and say look this is what it is you know and and this is what you thought it was but this is what it is so that's the i think i think that's something that keeps you going so um, many of many of the people who were looking out there were starting up now and were, mm. were just heard your name or just seen your work and all mm. that um you know would it it's easy for them to just say oh is is mm. shooting all these big stars so he is <laughs> it's easy for him right mm. um so um so many people think uh, look at people like you and think you guys are overnight successes mm. right mm. how long is that overnight success <laughs> how long was that it, yeah it's uh, i mean i never sh did a film shoot till about 10 years after i started shooting uh, because i started shooting around early 90s but first movie shoot i ever did was only in 99 2000 so I, it's not that i wanted to do it but it just happened that one point of time it it came up and then i said okay let me let me shoot so that's how it happened so so it takes time i mean it nothing happens overnight and uh, we all work towards our goals to certain extent but but if you if you take up every shoot uh, that you get as the most important shoot in your life i think that's what is going to make the difference in future and um, also right like as a creative person mm. every for us even when we are shooting the wedding mm. our next wedding is the wedding that is going to feed us more yeah. things, right yeah. our next, mm. like so every wedding is mm. is almost shooting our first wedding yeah. Okay. Right, we But have to put our. Uh, it be, it better be. <laughs> yeah, uh, because uh. that is the wedding is which is going to give us the next work, yeah next work and mm. all that and then mm. and then um, you learn all these new techniques new things and where do you apply that right like mm. that so it it all all almost becomes a oh that's the wedding that I want to try it exactly. on and, and and do it right mm. um, so starting from ninety four ninety five or ninety nine and then coming all the way till two thousand nineteen. um how do you see this market especially the fashion industry like the fashion photography market how do you um, see it has changed see, uh, it's changed the sense as far as advertising and things were it was booming uh, in the in the 90s early 90s and uh, and there was a boom and then again there was a slump in advertising around 2000 and again it kind of revived a bit so there's always this slump in the market which happens like in any other economy in the world uh the thing is uh, every time we 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 come across this ups and downs uh it could be financial it could be uh, the kind of work we are doing so as you asked coming uh, coming to fashion uh see chennai uh compared to hyderabad i mean compared to delhi bombay bangalore we are not up there uh you know because obviously uh, there are companies related to fashion industries uh, situated in delhi mumbai and bangalore so we do we do have some work here but it's not like the, in terms of volume or but but still what i do is we we try and see how we can still reach up to the to, to the kind of uh, market level which uh, advertising level which happens in any other city or any other city in the world so that's something that we need to keep trying all the time
Right, but um, how is the how is the fashion photography market changed? Like, see, f uh, with so many people coming up. Yeah. Now see, what what crazy. happens is after some time. Uh, see, it's it's not about the market has always been there. It is the number of people who have increased in yeah. this particular field. So what happened is so when I started, they were just. I mean, nobody wanted to do photography. I mean, very few. I mean, they thought of what, I mean, nobody knew about photography. Moment is photography. It's either you having a studio in a busy place doing passport pictures or it's wedding. Otherwise, there's nothing called photography. I mean, no one knew about it. In fact, it took time for me to convince my relatives and friends, what are you doing? I said, photography. I said, what photography? I mean, what, what, what are you planning to but do? What do you do for time? <laughs> what do you do for <laughs> photography? What? Yeah. Take pictures and do what? I mean, see, that, that was what it was. Then later on, and they were, in Chennai, there were about 12 to 15 photographers, but professional in the sense that they all slogged their, mm. uh, their way to it and they had the studios, they're printing, they're processing. And, and, and you're all busy photographers and it's a tough job. I mean, it's really tough because you, you, it's all manual, nothing digital. So, but as time moved on and moment it became digital technology, obviously a uh, lot more easier to shoot. Uh, everything became a lot more easier, accessible and economy changed where people had the money to, you know, when I started, I had to borrow money to even buy one camera. I used to shoot with only a normal lens because I didn't have money to buy a, a telly or, or a white. So I used to, and you couldn't hire either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's how it was. So now looking at the uh, sheer uh, number of people who've gotten to, I'm happy the fact that lots of people have gotten to it. But the fact is that there's only so much work happening. Uh, not only Chennai, I'm talking about Everywhere. all over the world. Uh, so what is happening is photography has become a kind of a sensation right now because after the cell phone and things like that where you can take pictures and where the, the, the clarity and uh, it's so good in the phone so you can still shoot and print with phone pictures. So taking that into consideration, a lot of people have got into it but somehow I feel that the work thing is not uh, increased to that percentage compared to the percentage of photographers who have increased. The quality of the work you yeah, mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, quality of the work and the number, sheer number. Yeah. For example, there were 10 photographers shooting for this industry and now you have not 100, not 200, not 1000, but Lots. there are, yeah, there are thousands who have come up to shoot. So, so I, I feel the market is not large enough for all of them to do well. So obviously, what will happen is it's going to get filtered. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, and also, it's almost like we are hitting a saturation point, right? Mm. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, see, I myself uh, in the last eight years, I've seen mm. like mm. I was somebody who was always telling, "Hey, there's work for all. Mm. Like, the, how many more people come? There's work for all, right? But, but it is kind of sh going through a shift where." Oh, that all is becoming so much that oh no, there's no. <laughs> um, yeah. And and it's like now so many educational institutions are churning out photographers. Mm. They're pushing out. Yeah, they, um, mm. people are thinking True. there's more money in it. Mm. And then um, and then so many businesses are also getting into photography. It, it, it is not. It is not anymore. You know, just photographer who's passionate yeah. going in doing True. photography. It is also like businesses. Well, I, I see money in there, I, I want to do a business. Yeah, I set I up a thing, yeah. A yeah, yeah. Um, so this is something that, uh, uh, you know, 
I, I really feel it is very very important that uh, youngsters now, mm. especially people, there are so many people sitting there and saying, mm. hey, I'm going to quit. Um, because Venkat quit, <laughs> <laughs> he became Venkat, right? Um, so I'm going to quit what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not taking up campus interviews or um, mm. I, I don't like thermodynamics, mm. right? Uh, I want to get into photography. Mm. I'm a photographer, I'm a freelancer. Um, so how do you see this trend? See, this is a trend because of social media. It's basically Facebook years back which kind of propel this thing because what happens is earlier when I shoot, I shoot and I have to keep the pictures to myself. I enjoy it. Maybe a few people around will see it. If I shoot for advertising, of course, it will be published but nobody knows who shot it except for the advertising agency and the creative team involved. But but moment Facebook and social media started gathering a strength, you had the chance to share your pictures with people. So sharing is like, you know, hey look what I've done today or whatever it is. So that was something that propelled a lot more people to take up this, this, this field of photography, get into this field of photography because uh, I'm able to showcase my work, not necessarily professionals, even hobbyists yeah. or, or even someone who's com doing completely uh, something else and, and just that they like photography. Can, how much can you share uh, mundane work that you do? Uh, which is it acceptable to everybody? No. I might be doing something interesting on my own, you know. I might be in science or any other field, but mm. are you able to reach that kind? No. But the moment it's photography, it's got to do with travel, it's got to do with fashion. There are a lot more people across the arena to accept it and see, hey, what, what are you doing? That's how it is, yeah. films. I mean, everybody talks about films. We don't talk about how many satellites were launched mm. from Sri Harikota and who are the scientists involved, who are the people who are involved in this amazing work that they've been doing. Uh, every other day there's a satellite being, I mean, it's an amazing thing. It's, it's just a few kilometers away from Chennai, you just look up and you see sat rockets flying out into this uh, space to, to, to put up yeah. uh, satellites in orbit. So, are you interested? No. Nobody is interested, but you're interested which film was released or who is the new star or who's, who are the new stars who are being inducted into a movie. As you know, as simple as that, you know. So, so, so what happens is social media has given you, and and this field of film, fashion, related travel, related things seem to be the most interesting thing because that's what I want to do from my other job I'm doing. I love to travel because I want to take pictures. So, so nothing wrong. I mean, it's perfect. But moment it becomes professional, that's where the problem, not the problem. That's where the issue is. Where, uh, how are you going to create a niche for yourself as a photographer? Uh, is it too saturated right now? These are things which you need to think about. Is it too saturated uh, to get into this field? Uh, what are my interests? Uh, automobile, food photography, wedding photography, advertising, fashion, what is my, and is there a market? So now what has to happen is, before you get into it, you need to do a study and, and, and understand and the market and not just say, hey, I'm getting into it. Fine, get into it. but. It has to pay for your, you need to pay your bills at the end of the day. So right now, because of the saturation, you need to do a lot more study, a lot more thinking and see whether it's going to work for you and how working for and all of us are able to jump into the bandwagon. But the fact is, how long will you be able to sustain yourself? Will you be able to sustain yourself as a photographer throughout your life? 
is something that you need to think with, with thousands and thousands and lakhs of them doing it. So that's something uh, youngsters need to ponder and see. And so what happens is your benchmark level is a lot more higher and, 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 and how long you're able to sustain it and go on producing good work again and again and again and again and again in spite of so many new people coming in every other day. So that is one of the things that I wanted to ask. So uh, one thing as a creator is like mm. you have attained a, attained a stage, you have mm. attained all the top level, mm. right? And uh, and as time goes by, a lot of these people, young people mm. with new ideas, mm. new things coming up, new um, you know mm. loopholes, mm. new things, right? Mm. They they mm. keep coming, and uh, does that instill fear mm. in you as a creator? No, never. It's not. Uh, I'll tell you the reason. The reason is not that I'm trying to say that I'm beyond human emotions or I'm a superhuman, nothing of that sort. It's just that, uh, it's the point I told you earlier. The, the fear creeps in when you try to compete, when you have this thing of what am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to do five years from now? What am I going to do ten years from now as a photographer? Uh, in, uh, because you need to think photography is a, in this digital age is changing like that every day. Every day you have new equipment, uh, new new cameras, new new technology which is just being bombarded. I'm sure there's a lot more in store for us. We're just seeing a bit of it and I'm sure once they've sold you all these equipment there are more coming in. Uh, for the next 10 to 15 years I'm sure it's all preloaded and kept. So what happens is uh, how are you going to take this, this whole thing of photography? One is your sustenance. Uh, second is your passion, your interest is how long you're going to keep it on. So when you mull over this whole thing, we'll go back to the point which I told you earlier is, every day when I do a shoot, I consider that as my best shoot I'm doing in my life. So how many of them will be able to do that? Because it's a mental game too. Because uh, you need to be headstrong, you need to be mentally really strong. Because you're, a lot of people think creative people are laid back. It's not. Creative people need to churn out a lot more than a person in production. In, where once you, you hit a, a, a once you uh, come out with the product in the market, then you just need to you know, produce it in mass scale and you sell it. But in photography and creative field of films, or, that's not the scene. You, you need to come out with something new every time. Every time it's completely new. And people judge you a lot. Nobody, nobody's going to tell you, even in a manufacturing thing, I'm just saying you're manufacturing a particular product. You can just go on. You need to, yeah, you, you innovate here and there, but still you, you, you're mass producing it. But in photography, you're not mass producing. You're doing something for that particular day which will be forgotten the very next day, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So, so, so it's up to us to, you know, think about it. Uh, uh, we need to be really strong-headed. Uh, you need to have a very strong mind to see how you're able to be, uh, retain that creative instinct in you over a period of time. And that is a challenge because even I don't know how I've done it, but it goes on. That's why I said every day you shoot, please don't take it as something that you've already done it. And, you know, uh, make sure you have to do something different. You have to put in all your effort there and make sure there's something different. There's a spark there which people would see and appreciate. I remember uh, sometime in 
98, I think, uh, I was supposed to shoot for the week cover for magazine, the week. And uh, I'd shot Mr. Sivaji Ganeshan earlier. And uh, so they'd called me for this to shoot Mr. Chiranjeevi, the actor, Mr. Chiranjeevi, uh, because he was planning to get into politics during uh, Mr. Narasimharav's government. And so I remember they wanted a cover picture uh, where they're going to portray Mr. Chiranjeevi, that he's getting into politics and stuff. But he was a reigning star at that point. He was a superstar there in Andhra and stuff like that. So they asked me to do it. So, so they gave me the assignment. I said, OK. Then we drove down to, he was shooting in some place uh, outside Chennai, close to Andhra Pradesh. It was a song sequence. So I went in with the journalists with me and uh, went, reached the location about an hour and a half drive. And then when I went there, uh, it was a song sequence in a temple and uh, he was dressed in this, uh, you know, uh, a song, uh, typical of Telugu film kind of a thing. I'm talking about 98. So when I looked at the costumes and thing, I thought, okay, uh, this is not something that I want to portray uh, of a person who's going to get into politics, which is something very serious. I needed something different there. So, so I was not convinced about the location or what, because he couldn't change his attire because he was shooting. So I told the journalist, look, uh, so I mean, uh, what the brief you've given me and the location here is not going to gel. I feel it should be completely different. Why don't you check with him if we can uh, shift it to another day, maybe another location where we can plan. But he was furious, the journalist. He said, no way, how could you say this? I brought you all the way here to shoot him. I can't get him again. Obviously, he was a busy star and, uh, and he was also like, you know, look, I don't have dates. I mean, this is the time I got, so I've given you. So I told him, sir, it's not possible. I mean, uh, let's check. I mean, please see if you can push the date. He said, no, I'm not sure and things like that. And, but the uh, journalist who had come was so irritated with me. All the way back, he was literally cursing me and said, how could you do this? And you know, so we came back to Chennai. Then after uh, uh, two weeks, I got a call from the journalist again. And he said, OK, uh, luckily, he's come back. Uh, Mr. Chirinji has come back. Uh, let's shoot him in his house. I said, good, let's do it. So I went to his, at the time, he used to stay in Chennai, in Tinaga. So went to his place. And I <clears throat> went there and he was also a little irritated in the sense that, you know, what the hell, I mean, you should have done it. I said, okay, so now that, so he said, okay, you select the clothes, whatever you want. So I went to his wardrobe and selected. And at that time I remember his sons, Ramchar and all the kids, I mean, uh, they were all there. And we, sh we, I selected and we shot in his drawing room a couple of changes. And then we did the shoot in about two, two and a half hours and I left. Then I was happy with the way it came and then that's it, it was over forgotten. It came in the week cover and the journalist called up and was very happy. All the whole team called up and said, thank you so much. It's come out really well. And I forgot about it. Then after maybe a year or eight months, uh, someone rings the bell in my office and uh, uh, he walks in. A gentleman comes in and says, hi, are you Venkat? I said, yeah, uh, we've been searching for you for a long time. I said, why, sir? What is it? Uh, then he said, look, uh, uh, I am uh, Mr. Chiranjeevi's brother-in-law. My name is Allu Arvind. Uh, we are planning to lodge uh, Ms., uh, his brother, Mr. Pavan Kalyan, into films. So he wanted you to shoot. So I was like, okay. I mean, I said, look, I'm not used to film-related shoot. No, no, no. Mr. Chiranjeevi asked you to shoot. That's when I said, I said, okay, let's shoot. And we planned the shoot and went ahead. And rest is history. But 
the reason I'm telling you this is uh, because the question you had asked, how do you see yourself in future and things like that? If I had done that shoot with him oh, in that in that location, which I as a photographer, as a creative person thought was not right, just because it has to be done. If, if I just done it and walked off, number one, that picture wouldn't have had the effect on the cover. They wouldn't have called me up and congratulated me, the, the, the week team. I don't think Mr. Chiranji would have even liked it because he would have thought, okay, just another shot. I don't think he would have thought, okay, to connect me, to connect back to me, to shoot, uh, his brother was being launched at that point of time. So, so what do you learn from here? Yeah. Stick to your guns, whatever it is. You, I might have lost that assignment also. I might, I, must, I might have even gotten the bad books of the journalist and the star. But the thing is, as a person, as a creative person, I thought, no, it is not right to have done that at that point of time. It has to look better because it's a launch. And then I stood by my whatever, my what I decided that you know, it has to be done in a different way, because I, st I, 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 stuck to, I, I stuck to my decision, and that's how this whole thing opened up. And now I shot for Mr. Alu Arvind's uh, uh, productions. Then later I shot with Mr. Chiranjeevi's son. Uh, you know, and then you know, uh, when Mr. Pawan I mean, then it's again you know uh, over generations now. So. So what was important is, if I had, hadn't done it, if I hadn't stuck to my guts, I don't think I would have even reached anywhere in films. So it is, it's only because at that point of time, I was able to stick and say, even if it goes out of my hand, it's okay, but I should stick to my creative thing. That's how it happened. And that's how I think all my decisions, maybe, I don't know, where I've taken, because this I remember because it's related with stars, but I'm sure there are a lot of other decisions which I did might not be involved with, with known people, but I feel that is what has helped me to sustain myself. Uh, it's not about you doing everything that comes your way. It's okay if you can do a bit, but let that work talk for itself.